Welcome to the Healthy Hair Podcast. Your host, Dr. Amy Brenner, is a board-certified OBGYN with additional certifications in functional and integrative medicine. This podcast is meant to help women find reliable, relevant information to help them feel better, look better, and live better. Here you will hear in-depth information about hormones, sexual medicine, aesthetics, cosmetic gynecology, and functional medicine. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Healthy Her. I think you're going to really like this um, podcast that we have in store for you today. I have a, a special guest with us. I'm joined by Camille Martin, and she is the author of a really exciting book, which is a completely new message, and it is called Love to Lose. She's an advocate of loving life first and just letting the weight loss follow. So welcome, Camille. Thank you, Dr. Brenner. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. And I've listened to you talk on other um, podcasts, and I'm really excited for everybody to hear the message that you have to say, because it's coming at weight loss from a completely different angle. But I always like to get a little bit of background of how did you end up where you are today? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, just like anybody's story, it was a long time in the making, but um, basically I started dieting when I was 12 years old, which is really, really early. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you know, I don't think I'm really alone in that. A lot of people that I know who are friends of mine or who I've just met have been dieting literally for most of their lives. So, um, yeah, I started really early dieting, um, failing, feeling, um, really self-conscious about the way that I looked, but the crazy thing, which is, I think what is common with most people is that I spent almost 25 years of my life trying to lose the same 10 pounds, you know, like, so you lose it, you gain it, lose it, gain it. And it's just absurd. And, um, there was a lot more that went into my story. I had an eating disorder. Um, I'm an emotional eater. And I say that I still am because I still struggle with those tendencies. But I feel like um, women who eat emotionally, we've trained ourselves to do this. And so the problem as that relates to dieting is that when we go on a diet, which requires so much willpower that it's not sustainable, when we feel that massive resistance, we go back to our emotional eating tendencies because that's what we've trained ourselves to do to feel better and then the weight comes back so you diet you fail and then your self-confidence just keeps getting chipped out lower and lower and so through my own story of finally just hitting rock bottom with dieting and saying I, I can't do this anymore I quit and then started really um you know, just waking up every day and saying, what do I want to do today? And I started to really enjoy my life more and feel um, peaceful about, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't consumed with how many calories I was eating or what I wasn't supposed to eat or beating myself up if I was supposed to have some, you know, kick-ass workout and I skipped it. So all of a sudden I felt peaceful. I felt relaxed and happy. And so I shifted all of that energy into things that made me feel good and that made my life better and happier and as a result of that the weight started to just come off sort of on its own without me really trying so 
Um, yeah. And so the book I've, I've figured out also not, you know, it's a simple way to say it. Um, love your life and lose the weight. There's obviously more involved in that, but I did figure out specific strategies on how to change your habits systematically, change the way you think at the same time. And both of those really come together to give you exponential results. And so that's what I teach in the book is the exact method on how to do that with also um, goal setting thrown in, uh, setting a bigger goal that has nothing to do with what you look like or how much you weigh. And then all of that enthusiasm and positive change just infuses itself into the process and it really just amplifies it. So, yeah. I think if anybody was listening to the, your story, where <laughs> they could just like wake up and say, okay, I have a new attitude about food. I think pretty much every woman listening to this would say, uh, yeah, sign me up. I, I want that. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. But going back to your story, like starting it, like, my heart just sinks of hearing somebody that they started dieting at age 12. Like, yeah, were you, were you overweight at age 12 or where did that come from? No, this is what's so psycho about it. And again, I'm not alone. I was definitely not overweight. I mean, I was at a normal, healthy weight, but I got all of these messages from, you know, the media, obviously, but then people around me, my mom, who was definitely not, saying anything unkind or cruel, but it was just the atmosphere I was in. I was always hearing about, you know, that's fattening. Don't eat that. You know, everyone wanting to be skinny and losing weight. And the more I started to like really focus on what I looked like and saying out loud, you know, I'm not going to eat that. That's fattening. I got all of this praise, you know, so that really sort of, um, that really did affect me. You know, I got the message that if you, what you look like matters most of all. Um, also, I was raised in the South, which I, I mean, I adore living in the South and being raised there, but there's very much a focus on what you look like and being sweet and look pretty. Don't rock the boat. Don't make waves. Don't talk back. You know, just basically make everybody feel comfortable around you, everybody but yourself. So all of that really just... All of that around me, it, I absorbed all of it. And then combined with just the normal feelings of being a preteen and feeling like you didn't fit in and all of that, I was training myself to eat to make myself feel better. So it developed this really horrible, um, you know, dichotomy of eat to make myself feel better, but also I, this is wrong what I'm doing and it's shameful and I need to not eat so much. So it was just a, a perfect yeah. storm. Yeah. You know, I worry about that. You know, just obviously I we do weight loss and wellness in our practice. We do aesthetics in our practice. We do body contouring in my practice. And, you know, I have little ears at home. Well, I guess they're not so oh, yeah. little anymore. But, <laughs> I, you know, I have two teen girls that live at home. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they hear me talk about these things and I, right. I personally do aesthetic treatments is, you know, as a mom or the moms that are listening, like, what advice do you give to moms of, of girls of without, I don't know, of how not to create that is yeah. certainly you want your kids to be healthy. And, but at the same time, like, like, you, like you mentioned the culture we live in. So yeah. 
Well, it's really, it's unavoidable because of the culture we live in. But like, you know, for instance, right now, my 12-year-old um, who is homeschooling right now, she's sitting right here next to me listening to this whole thing. And I think that's the point. It's a good thing to talk about it. And like, there is nothing wrong with wanting to improve how, not just how you look, but like to make yourself feel as confident as you can be. I mean, no one's going to walk out tomorrow and wear no makeup and like never exercise and just eat whatever they want. That's not a recipe for feeling good about yourself. But if you want to put on makeup, if you want to do some um, cosmetic surgery, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think we have such an extreme, unrealistic, crazy, um, message that we give little girls and I grew up in the 80s and we got it through mostly magazines and you know television shows but it wasn't nearly as bad as it is now with all of the social media and the filters and all of that but um it's a balance of wanting to feel and look your best and be healthy um and if you want if you don't feel, I tell people, if you don't feel comfortable in your body because you, you're carrying excess weight, there is nothing wrong with wanting that weight to not be there. But my thing is the reason it's there is because of you resisting your body in the first place, you know? So when you're feeling resistant towards your body, when you feel antagonistic toward it, when you have body shame, just like I did and still do every single day, I mean, it doesn't really leave you. Um, it's, it's good to focus on making yourself look as good as it, as you can to make yourself feel good instead of, I guess if you go, if you're going overboard in self-hatred and body shame, you're off track. If you're going toward, uh, the direction of, I want to eat healthy because it makes me feel good and I'm moving, I'm exercising because I love it. That's the key to everything really. But so I, I sort of got off track, but back to your point about how do we teach our children, we just talk to them about it. You know, I mean, it's it's out there, they're facing it, they're seeing it, but just to let them know that they're, you know, they're beautiful and perfect exactly as they are. And to understand that a lot of the stuff they see is fake and, you know, they're actually a lot more savvy than we think they are, you know, so they're aware of all of the shaming and, and that kind of thing, but if you have really little girls, that's that's where it's a good place to start, to just reinforce that you can do anything you want to do in your life. You can be anyone. It's not just about what you look like. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's hard to be a parent these days of, you know, uh, these teenagers yes. are on Instagram and Snapchat and, <laughs> and, and seeing all the things that we see there of aesthetic treatments and... Um, you know, I've tried with my kids not to, you know, to have it be more about health and, you know, put yeah. some vegetables on your plate and absolutely let, let's make some healthy choices. And, uh, um, but it, it's scary of what you can do to a little girl's mind by just oh. saying things of, of, of just something that you wouldn't think that much about. Oh, of, yeah. Not even thinking about us. Oh my gosh, I still say stuff. They take pictures of me when I'm not looking and I'm like, <laughs> please delete that immediately. And they're like, why mommy? You're beautiful just the way you are. And I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I'm telling them like, I don't want to look at myself, delete that photo. So yeah, I mean, I do it too. So <laughs> you know, um, when I was growing up, my parents more had the you're not you're not getting up from this table until you finish all your dinner. 
Um, I still remember like going to visit my grandparents and my grandma had a nice candy bowl that like as soon as we walked into our house, I would go to the candy bowl to get some treats. And my mom was like, oh, no, 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 no. I brought your dinner. So you're going to eat your dinner before you have the candy. Um, So in my house growing up, it was more about we're not wasting food and and you're going to you're going to eat dinner. Um, yeah. Not so much the other way of don't eat that. You're going to get fat. Um, and luckily or luckily or whatever, my kids have kind of have the same genes as me. And it's been more about you need to eat more. Um, not so much. Don't eat that. Right. Right. Yeah. I think my parents grew up in the depression. And so there's, there was always, we're wasting food. So, um, yeah, I guess that was more from my dad. My mom was definitely more, you don't want to eat all that because <laughs> it'll it'll make you fat. But yeah, it's just crazy. I'm glad we're more aware now. You yeah. Know? But at some point in my life, the, okay, I need to eat more, it definitely caught up to me of, okay, well, now I need to watch what I eat. And now I knew, do need to be on a, on a, quote, diet, if you will. And for me... Yeah. I've never been one to, or at least I don't like to be on a quote diet. I feel like when I'm on a diet and watching what I eat or writing things down, I feel like I just become then obsessed with food of when, when can I eat? Okay. Well, if I do this, then on Friday I can do this. Um, And I always felt when I'm kind of in that mode that I'm in, poor me. I have to lose these. I got to lose these 10 pounds. I have a vacation coming up. And it just is in this mindset of like, poor me, I can't do what I want now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, looking at it, I always say it's not about the food. It's about the way that you eat the food. It obviously is about what you're putting into your body. But if you don't start with how you're eating if you just go you try to micromanage the you know the menu and change it up and then counting calories and all of that um if you don't change the way you approach your food or how you're viewing it overall as it's fueling my body it's you know i feel better when i eat this way or and even working out like when you when you tend to think of it as I'm working out and I'm burning this many calories. Therefore, I burn those calories. I can be, I'm doing air quotes now. I can be good. I've been good. Now I can be bad later. I can eat more tonight. You start getting into this like mental um, checks and balances that it's like, and it's just all negative. It's it's a negative focus trying to cut calories and trying to, um, you know, cut carbs and I'm going to kill myself on the treadmill and look at me, let me focus on what I look like. And it's all just a negative resistant phase or a mentality that you're taking on. And so all of that, it just feels bad. And so you just subconsciously are looking for ways like to neutralize all of that resistance and that bad feeling. And so that's why we turn to food. That's why we sit down on the couch and watch Netflix. That's why we binge drink or, you know, shop online. It's like we're, we're creating this negative mindset and this negative state that then has to be neutralized with something that makes you feel good. And instead, if you just drop all of that, it takes a lot of practice. It really does. But you start shifting your focus more to 
how you eat your food. How do you see it? How do you see yourself? You know, if you're staring at your stomach and saying, oh my God, I look disgusting. I'm so fat. Um, that's not going to lead anywhere but downhill. So it's all about a mindset shift and, you know, it's, it's just, it takes practice. It takes, um, it takes changing your habits and really sort of getting to where you're, you're looking at things objectively instead of just this negative state. Like you said, poor me. And yeah, I mean, it's really just, it's a mindset. So, so all of this sounds wonderful. I'm sure so many people listening can relate and say, yeah, I talk to myself like that daily when I look into the mirror. Um, that's what I do at the end of the day. I'm just too tired. I come home from work. I make dinner for my kids. And then I just, you know, sit in front of the TV. Um, and then I eat stuff I shouldn't eat. And then I'm like, what the heck? Like, forget yeah. it. <laughs> so where do you, where does somebody start? Like, um, who do they, who do they, who do you recommend people to work with? Or how does somebody just on day one decide, okay, I need to change? Or where does somebody even just from day one start to change their mindset? Well, you have to start with yourself. Um, and certainly therapy, if you have, well, here's the thing, you have to really just make a commitment that you're going to stop dieting and you're going to stop trying to lose weight. You're, you're going to shift your mindset to, I love myself enough to give myself a quality of life that I deserve to have. And part of that does include having a healthy body. Um, but you have to consciously decide I'm going to quit dieting. I'm going to quit being mean to myself, like, you know, scathingly mean in my head, I'm going to, part of the mindset shift is I'm going to start right where I am today and accept that this is a lifetime, lifetime journey and that I'm going to take two steps forward and maybe one step back, but that's okay. I'm committed. So this is not for 30 days and you're not trying to lose weight. This is for the rest of your life and trust that your body will evolve to match your new mindset. So you have to start there. And then the next thing I would do is you need to sit down and get a journal preferably and start really thinking about how how am I using food in a way that is not working for me? When you when you do things like sit down on the couch and turn on Netflix with a carton of ice cream and you are eating it and then, you know, 30 minutes later, you're like, what happened? I don't even know how that all that ice cream just disappeared. The way that you're eating and the way that you're using food are clues to how you're approaching it and thinking about it. And that's critical because when you can figure out I am using food to either neutralize stress or to make me not feel bored or lonely. You can then trace that back to why did I start doing this in the first place? And that's important because when you can see the connection of why you started doing this and when you did, you can release all of that shame that we are associating with feeling like out of control and I just can't stop eating and what is wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. You're not out of control. You're not a bad person and it's not that you don't have enough willpower. 
It's that you, a long time ago, started using food in a very specific way to make yourself feel better. And once you can uncover that, it's like, oh, wow, now I get it. I'm not a bad person. And then that's when you can start making progress because when you're blaming yourself and shaming yourself, you're going to go nowhere. That fuels desperation of, I got to get rid of this weight. I'm going to go on this crash diet, and then that's going to solve my problem. And then it doesn't. So that's where you start with yourself. Because you're not saying like, okay, just stop dieting and eat what you want, because obviously that's not going to work either. It's it's digging into like, why am I making these poor choices with food? Yes, yes, yeah. And I'm obviously not saying, yeah, I'm not going to diet anymore and I'm just going to eat whatever I want. It, the first is stop dieting for sure. They don't work. None of them work. And then say, why am I using food this way? And then when you start... Um, looking at actually the foods that you're choosing and why you're choosing them and they're making you feel temporarily better, you can start with your habits, like the foods that you choose, for example, and then just start making these teeny tiny small changes. Like for example, if your habit is to sit down in front of Netflix at the end of the day and eat ice cream, you're, you can, I always tell people, pick like seven to 10 teeny tiny modifications you could make to that habit. I don't ever tell anybody, stop doing that and start doing this. Go sit outside and journal instead. That doesn't work. You know, it's a it's an entrenched habit. So you take that ice cream and you, you know, portion out half of it. If you eat all of it, usually take half of it, put it in a bowl. Then the next time you could get a smaller spoon and eat more slowly. Or you could take all of that ice cream, you could go sit outside in nature and eat it and then really start, you know, you can focus on actually what you're doing. You could cut it in half and add some blueberries first. You can eat the blueberries and then, you know, after a while you're like, I don't really need all this ice cream. It doesn't, you're you're looking for the thoughts that you're having while you're engaging in this habit by paying attention instead of doing that zone out thing. So when you identify the thoughts you're having and you're making tiny modifications to the habit at the same time, it's so much easier to change the habit. And once you change one habit, you tackle another one and another and another. Um, but really quick, I do want to go back to what you said about I can eat whatever I want. There, there should be absolutely a phase for a week maybe where you do allow yourself to eat whatever you want. Allowing it means that you are not shaming yourself, but when you allow yourself to eat whatever you want, you got to be mindful of what you're doing. How does it make you feel? Does it really taste that good? You know, so like, don't try to not eat sweets or chips or whatever. Eat those things, but just eat it slowly, mindfully, and pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, I, you know, recently I saw a functional medicine provider for myself and you know just periodically I like to get other doctors opinions that uh, just about how to optimize my health and he had asked me like well how do you eat and I'm like well in general I eat pretty good like 90 plus percent of the time and his comment to me was, well, it needs to be 100%. Here's no. a list of foods of <laughs> the do not eat list. And no. every time you put these foods in your body, you're killing yourself. And oh I gosh. just, I left there and, I you know, you didn't go back. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm pretty good. Like, 
not pretty good. I'm really good about what yeah. I eat. But on the same token, like, I feel like I need to live my life. Like, when I go on dates or go out to dinner with friends, like, I like Absolutely. to have a cocktail. I like to, ha I'll, I'll usually be fine with just a bite or two of a dessert. Um, but perfect. saying, but saying I can't have it, like, I don't yeah. want to live like that. Well, no, but like, and the problem with what he said was, is that that kind of approach is we're taking food out of our lives and we're looking at it as if it's separate and saying, this is good. This is bad. I'm not allowed to eat this and I'm allowed to eat that food is part of our lives. You know, a lot of what we eat is not actual food, which is kind of a problem, but your body can process just about anything you throw at it. It doesn't mean you need to eat that 24 hours a day, but like that's not sustainable. And furthermore, not only is it not sustainable, that that just rams home that BS message that we've got with food that um, you're bad. It's not good or bad. Food is nourishing or it's not nourishing and or it's somewhere in between. You know what I mean? Like you're not good. You're not bad. You know, I didn't do good all day today, so I can go eat chips and guacamole and drink four margaritas. It's it's just life. Like, let's approach it, at, you know, in a more moderate, less extreme, crazy, judgmental way, and we would all be a lot better off. You know, it is just food. It's really not that complicated. You know what is, we all know what's good for us. You know, like we know if we shop in the produce section, we're going to be a lot better off than if we don't. So just do the best you can most days, you know, do the best you can every day. And if the best you can do today is, I, you know, I really do. I want some ice cream. I want to have a slice of cake after dinner. So what? Go have it. And let's just move on, you know? Yeah, I think sometimes hearing this message is you don't have to be, quote, good all the time is. Um, but on the flip side, I just got back from a two week spring break um, with my kids that have different Fun. spring breaks and there's eating out all the time. And like, yeah. like I know that after coming back from that, I'm like, oh, I just don't feel good. Like I need to, <laughs> I do not want to go out to eat for a long time. Like yeah. I want to go to the grocery store and cook food. And, but I think it's because my body is used to having real food, but yeah. I've, I've definitely gotten into the rut before when you start kind of eating bad a lot, like then you don't feel bad versus if you're eating nutritious home cooked meals and then you eat bad, you actually. Oh, yeah. It makes you feel worse. Well, I think, yeah, a lot of people don't even know how bad they feel because they're used to feeling bad all the time. But so, yeah, like there's if you have a contrast, well, I mean, I don't always, I never recommend this, but like if I've done something like that, like I've eaten too much on a vacation, sometimes I come back and I do just like a day of juicing, not because I'm trying to cut calories, but just because it floods my body back with the nutrients that it needs. And then, you know, after a day of that, I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much better. But, but yeah, I think the, the critical piece here is that you're not being good or bad. You are living and we just need to take all of this like judgment and shame and all of that out of it. Um, yeah, I'm about to go on spring break next week with my kids and 
you know, I always have that little demon in my head because I, you know, spent 52 years of my life doing this, but oh my God, I got to be good. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm not going to eat anything on the plane. And as soon as I hear all of that nonsense start in my head, I just pull back and go, okay, I know that's not, that's not a healthy attitude. I am going to go on this vacation with my children and, and have a, a spirit of moderation. I'm going to get up and go for a walk in New Orleans and just see the city. And that's my workout. And I'm going to enjoy having probably a dessert with my kids and share it with them. I don't need to go on my vacation and say, woohoo, I can't wait to blow it out for an entire week and Correct. then come home. Yeah, you just It doesn't it need to be moderately. a free-for-all, but you right. still need to enjoy yourself. Yes, yes. And there's Let's quit with all the extremes, you know? That's um, how I feel. <laughs> I know in your book you talk about, like, kind of setting goals and changing one habit at a time. It kind of reminds me um, that one book, Atomic Habits, of just – Oh, I love that book. Yeah, it's just, you know, how how long it takes for something to become a habit and, you know, right. you set these habits and then it becomes just the way you live. Yeah, oh, I, I really love that book so much. Um, Atomic Habits and then there's another one by um, James, is it oh, Charles Duhigg? It's called The Power of Habit. If you hadn't read that one, that's a good one No, too. I haven't read that one. That one's good. But yeah, habits are just... Um, who knows how long it actually takes. I just have my, my, um, my structure that I follow, which is to me, uh, the basics of it are that you just don't want to make drastic changes. You want to take one tiny modification at a time and then keep adding to those little tiny changes. And then they start to build on themselves and then it starts to change how you're thinking. And then once you change how you think and you have different thoughts, then your habits are, your actions are easier to change. So um, yeah, habits yeah, are- I think to summarize what you're blocks. saying is yeah. being successful at little things and then you feel successful instead of feeling like a failure. Totally, small wins, I guess, is the best way to yeah. sum that up, yeah. So. Can people work with you? And and if so, how can people find you? Yeah, um, I actually don't do private counseling anymore because it just got to be sort of unsustainable. But um, but I am happy and adore having people email me to ask me questions anytime they have any. Um, so my website is CamilleMartinRD.com and you can find all my uh, social media handles there. And I've got almost now four years of blog posts organized into categories if you want to dive in there and just check it out um but yeah my email's on my website um i love to hear from people so yeah and your book again and where people can find it yeah it's called love to lose love your life and watch the weight lose itself and you can get it on my shop page um on my website so yeah camillemartinrd.com slash shop well, thanks for joining us. And I think it was just a refreshing, new, different message to hear about your weight. Yes. Well, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I loved it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Her. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the web. Go to www.dramybrenner.com to learn more. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute as medical advice 
the practice of medicine, nursing or other healthcare services. No patient-physician relationship is formed. The information in the podcast and any references, material or links are at the sole discretion of the listener and not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Listeners should not delay or disregard obtaining medical advice for any medical issues or diagnoses that they may have and should seek medical advice from their healthcare provider for any such conditions.